Hello, friends, and welcome to the Point of Hope Bible Study Podcast. My name is Steve, and this broadcast is brought to you by the Point of Hope Apostolic Church in Indianapolis, Indiana, where brighter days begin. Leading our study today is the senior pastor at Point of Hope, Mr. Stephen Gossage. Pastor, welcome. What can you teach us today? Thank you, Steve. We are in our series, Heroes in Whom We Can Believe, and this is Lesson 12, which is the last lesson of this series. Uh, It is, Stephen, my uh, greatest hope that you have gotten something out of these podcasts, that it's been a blessing to you. Otherwise, Lesson 12, Paul, who was a visionary evangelist. Our focus verse is found in Acts chapter 20, verse 24, but none of these things move me, Paul said. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And so our thought has been through Saul slash Paul's experience of faith on his Damascus Road conversion, it became a motivating force for him not only to to change what he had done mm-hmm. as Saul, but it motivated and defined him as Paul in the perpetuity. In other words, the things he did in Saul as Saul were just things that that powered him to be Paul. What Saul did was part of the process too. But what Paul did was part of the eternal process, and that's the greater takeaway. So here's what I'm talking about right at the outset of this this podcast lesson, is that our past doesn't have to impact our future. Because everybody has a past. They do. And everybody has a future. And how you influence and how you define them both is in your present. So Paul had a vision that motivated him. In the beginning, it was misguided. He was doing something for God in the beginning in a wrong way. He thought he was right, that's for sure. He thought he was right, but when he got changed and redirected correctly, he went about it headfirst. He became zealous to establish new churches, new converts, and to share the gospel to the Gentile nation. Paul is amazing. Paul is an amazing man. Um, you know, Steve, as a, as a man in my 50s now, dear God, that hurts my back just <laughs> even saying say, that. It hurts the things cracked. <laughs> <laughs> I have to wear glasses. I'm wearing glasses right now. So I, so I. I've discovered that now I need glasses to see, and I never had to. I felt like I had a vision of a hawk <laughs> back in the day, it was just a few years ago, but now I can't even see my phone anymore. 2020 eyesight allows us to see clearly, and spiritually speaking, I'm not sure if it, it's real vision by being able to see something and take it at face value. And here's what I mean. What I mean is that sometimes there's, and I said a couple podcasts back, 
there's usually a thing, and then there's a thing behind yeah, the thing. Thing's as it not were. the thing. Yeah. I know that's real deep right now, thing and thing. <laughs> but I, I, I will say that 2020 eyesight in the spiritual is what we should be looking for because we referenced this. And I, before I say this, I love this quote that Helen Keller said. She was blind and deaf from infancy. She said, the only thing worse than being blind is having no sight. Mm. Or, or rather, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. Mm-hmm. Paul saw the limits of his eyesight as Saul, but he didn't understand what his vision was until he became Paul. I hope that makes sense because, I felt good on that one. That was a good one. <laughs> Saul was misguided, as we said. Saul was somebody that uh, he was an adherent of the law. He sat at the feet of Gamaliel, who was a teacher of the law. He was an up-and-comer. He was for sure going to be a a long-term religious leader, uh, most likely in the Sanhedrin. He had a background that allowed him to walk in two different worlds. He had Jewish roots, but he also had Roman citizenry. Which which will definitely play into his story. It did, and he used both he, of them to his did. benefit, wisely so, by the way. He was called from, from his mother's womb. He was prepared and prepped to do something for God. He was somebody that, that everybody saw that he was going to do something great for Jehovah, those that were uh, teaching of the, the law at that time, as Saul. And so we know the story how that Saul was one of those that held the coats when this church started. We know, and I don't want to get into the whole historical part of when the church was birthed, but there were some... You know, there's obviously some that were converted, and they became part of the church, the original church. And then there are those that didn't, that saw the threat, and ha- especially the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and, and the scribes, and all of those different sects. They saw the threat to their who they were and what they were doing, which again was all about the law. Jesus came, he said this, I didn't come to destroy the law, I've come to fulfill the law. In other words, we can say that's King James for, I come to build upon the law. So let's be clear that the law, the law of Moses today is still right, but it's not the defining thing. And that's what the ministry of Jesus was. He was talking about mercy. The end result of law was death, judgment. Okay, now that's not what I'm talking about today. Saul was somebody who who sided with the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees in that he was only an adherent of the law and he did not receive, he understood it, but he didn't embrace. He didn't embrace this ministry of Jesus. He followed after tradition. And so he held the, the coats for those that stoned Stephen. And of course, we know that story. He was uh, asked, or rather, he, he took it upon himself to be that person that would be the lead dog, as it were, to to go and start the persecution of the church. And, and the Bible even says that while he was on the road to Damascus, he was all of a sudden the light shone, and this became part of his testimony over and over again. He would tell his testimony. 
He said, all of a sudden, a light shone round about me, and the, a light said, he said, who art, whom art thou, Lord? And, and I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks, etc. Here's what I want you to do. G, or brother, Saul asked, what would you have me to do? Here's what I want you to do. Arise, go to Ananias' house, and he'll tell you the next steps. We know the story. You can read it for yourself. He goes down. He's Amen. baptized, and then he's filled with the Holy Ghost. And then Saul became Paul. But in his misguidedness, his 2020 physical vision, as it were, he thought that it was life was only this in front of him. But God had a greater intention as Paul. So what's the, what's the takeaway? Well, we start here. That you, listener, are not defined by your past. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> God does not see you in your past, especially after you've repented, because the Bible says that he takes your sin and he throws it in the sea of forgetfulness, never more to be remembered by him again. Saul felt like, it seems like he never got over being saved after he was converted. It's like he was that old song, he was running for his life. Because not everybody received him in the church. And so he went and turned from the Jews to the Gentiles and his missionary journeys on and on. And that made him a visionary. And so, can I just say this, that your end, listener, can be greater than, than your beginning. What about Jesus? Jesus was born in a barn, literally. Yeah. Were you born in a barn? Mom and dad used to say to you, shut the door. <laughs> he was born in humble beginnings. And then he ended as many singing and praising him as he ascended in the clouds as the son of God. Mm. You're not the son of God, listener, but I want to tell you, you are, you are the sons and the daughters. You're the heirs and joint heirs of promise if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes. So what you've done in the past, you're human. Don't let that define you. God has a Damascus Road experience that not only, well, number one, yes, can convert you if you're not converted to the truth, but also give you purpose. And so that's why he became a visionary evangelist. Paul, instead of embracing what he was in the past in his misguidedness, accepted, even in later, later in his life, accepted what God was doing for him going forward. Well, I think once you know, I mean, you can't, you can't be held back. I mean, I, I see that in my own life. I mean, once... Once I had my eyes open to truth and I got an infilling of the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. it's, I don't want to say it's all I think about, but it's, I mean, it's almost all I think about. I pray for opportunities to, to talk about Jesus. I pray that he'll put people in my path. I pray that I'll have the words to say and, and the, the right way to be. I mean, you, it really does foster this drive and desire for you to fulfill that purpose. Now, right. Paul did it on a, on on an amazing scale, right? And I and I this is my personal opinion um, because I can talk about Paul all day. I just I love the character of Paul. It feels like Paul may not have understood 
the real investment that God put into him. Now, now, hear me now. I believe that he understood who he was. He understood his role, and he walked in apostolic authority. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But as I said, it's almost as if he never really got over being saved in a little bit of his past. Bible even talks about his thorn in the flesh, how yeah. that he asked God to remove it from him, and he didn't. And God responded back, my grace is sufficient for thee, for in, in uh, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So it seems like Paul never really understood on some level, on some level, my opinion, <laughs> what God wanted to do and the investment in him. And I got to tell you, we all struggle with that. We all struggle with, man, am I worthy to be saved? Oh, yeah. Am I worthy to be in this position as the proverbial Paul and, and what, what Gossage is saying? Let me just go ahead and tell you, no. Yeah, let's be very clear. You're not worthy. You'll never make it. Bible even says this, there is none worthy, no, not one. Yep. Another scripture says, if the Lord should count iniquity, who shall be able to stand? Bible even says even further, Jesus said, if unless the days be shortened, the very elect won't be saved. I want you to know you're never worthy. But like Paul, instead of embracing, yeah, I'm never worthy, I'm not this, I'm not that, Recognize what God has brought you from, Paul. He's brought you out of that misguided attempt at trying to do what pleased you in your past life into this new life as Paul. In Paul, or as Paul, God has a directive for your life. As Saul, you have a plan. You have a position. God, the difference is God has something that has eternal weight if we'll let him. Now, to say this, Paul had to endure some things. He did. He went through persecution, strifes. In fact, Paul even said it, and he again, he said, do they, you're going through something. Have I not been through this yeah. too? He says, I've been, I've been beaten. I've been uh, left in the, the ocean a night and a day. I've been in persecuted on many levels, in other words. And he said, and yet I have, I've continued to carry on. And so he never gave himself. That was probably part of his rigidness. Well, this is an uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to be a follower of Jesus. It's uncomfortable to embrace and walk the life because you're always a target. Tell about it. That's the truth. I, I'm targeted by people on the street. I'm targeted by people on social media. I'm targeted by all the spiritual battles that I have to fight. And even worse than that, I'm targeted every time I look in the mirror. Right. So I, I, I'm never not very aware of the forces that are weighing on me. And once you become a believer and you start to take on the weight of the needs of others, it becomes burden's not the right word, but there's a heaviness, a spiritual heaviness that comes with walking this walk. Right, absolutely. A wise man once said, God is not as concerned with what we have to go through in life as he is with what we become in the process of what we go through. So all the negative that Paul went through served to make him who he was. Yeah. 
That's right, because God's goal for you is not that you have 10 cars and a big house and a, a joy, you know, uh, just things and things and things. Now, that's not, and, and I understand your point. That's not to say God doesn't want to bless you. Because he does. He does. <laughs> You're the apple of his eye, but that's not your primary motivation. Uh, so Paul, as he went through this this stuff with him, um, I'm talking about all the persecution. It served to make him who he was and, and the impact. I heard a story of about a lady who prayed for her unsaved husband for many years, and in frustration, she finally questioned, God, why haven't you answered my prayers about my husband? And, and the Lord impressed upon her by saying, but I have, for years you've been praying, God bless my husband. And I blessed him. So she got it. So she began to pray a very different <laughs> prayer. She said, whatever it takes, Lord, save my husband. And then it seemed, <laughs> and thanks a lot, by the way. But in the end, one thing began to go wrong for a husband, but it caused him then to start to turn to God. Sure. I hope that makes sense because really in the end, people, you and I, you're not, the Saul mentality, oh, I could really go into this, but I'm not. The Saul mentality of your past is not going to make you who you are. It's going to, the, the things that made Paul was his past, his running from it, and the persecutions that made him who he was. He was an heir. He was a promoter of the law, all these things. And yet here he was when the time came, the persecutor of the church, absolutely. But then he turned his direction into following truth, teaching truth, loving truth, and he loved people. Yep. And so uh, Paul's vision motivated him. It motivated him through suffering. It motivated him to establish churches all over uh, Asia Minor with Timothy uh, and Titus being his under uh, pastors. He allowed, Bar or rather, he subjected himself to Barnabas's discipling and teaching. He had sideways ministry, as we've talked in previous podcasts with Silas, how that they had a friendship and, and Silas was part of his second missionary journey and all these things that allowed him because Paul, if you read, he went through some pretty harrowing experiences and he had a backbone, as my old pastor say, like a saw log. He was solid because all the persecution, all the things that he used to be, he said, it doesn't matter. I'm not that person. The persecutions that's made me who I am right now, this is why I'm not afraid of this demonic priest or or this person that needs a healing. Or you Do you understand what I'm saying? It's just he understood who he was, and he understood it through all the things that made him understood it, like through persecution. You don't think he wasn't thinking about his position on where God, if God really loved him while he was laying in the in the ocean and no one else was around him while he's holding on to a piece of wood, wondering if a shark's not going to come by or if he's going to drown. You don't think that he probably was thinking while he's being boiled in, boiled in oil, Lord, I think we may need to change how we're doing our ministry here. You don't think he wasn't changing that? So I want to tell you, you may be thinking or trying to rethink how that you might want to do ministry 
And sometimes God has to put us through things for us to get a little bit more clarity in the end. Because Paul's vision was rewarded. How? He authored all of the Pauline epistles, which became the defining New Testament teaching to us today. He planted churches, and if you're ever privileged enough to go to Turkey and and Greece, you can see those churches, the buildings still stand. He received love and respect, and in the end, those that early church of Peter, James, and John, and all those other fellows that were very reticent when he, after his conversion, came and said, hey, I'm one of you guys, how you doing? <laughs> when they said, mm, yeah. uh, they eventually accepted him, and he became part of the, the, the body, the brethren. He received love from all those churches, and they loved him. Re- oh, do, do yourself a favor. Make sure you read all the appalling epistles and read how that he salutes people and then how he ends every book. Greet so-and-so, Aristocrats. Greet him with a holy kiss. Let them know that I'm thinking about him. In other words, it's just amazing. He made an impact, and all of those things, those past, defined him in that time, and it powered him to what he became, a visionary evangelist. Well, and it, uh, so he absolutely became known, but he became known in the spiritual too. Demons knew who Paul was. Oh, come on now. That's right. You know, that Pharisees, they went to exercise that demon. They're like, who are you? I know who Jesus is. Yes. I know who Paul is. You who are, are you? Oh, that's good. So, I mean, when you're leaving a footprint on both sides, I mean, that's, yes. uh, that is powerful that stuff. That is good stuff right there. Absolutely. So that's all the time we have for the study today. I pray that this was a blessing for you. This whole series, I pray, has been a blessing. has really been great. And we're not stopping here. Uh, we're going to do some more things, so stay, stay tuned for that. Uh, make sure you're following us on our platforms. And uh, I, I, I believe, Steve, we're going to do more things like this. Oh, we are. These um, series are great. More series, uh, more smaller series, maybe even a larger one, or maybe we take a topic and we go. I think we talked about... Uh, this is ever changing. We don't want this to be one stylized version of itself. Sure. In other words, we want to do be a ministry to to not only our church and surrounding people, but the listeners and and uh, we're very interested in sure. what you'd like to talk about. Yeah. So if you have questions, if there's things we can answer for you, if you know how would I do this or how how should this be handled, I would love to do a series on things like that as well. So we are wide open, and even better, we are accessible. So send an email, send a text, come to church. You know, find us on Facebook, find us on YouTube. Absolutely, we'd love to hear from you. So thank you for listening. Hey, and Steve, thank you for this. 12-part series on that. Listener, in in the future, we're going to hear more from the other Steve <laughs> because he's a minister as well, and so maybe we can get a little bit more of that. I pray that it hasn't been too wearing out to hear my voice all the time, but we're so ready to do this. We love this, and we hope that it's been a blessing. That's been our prayer. Absolutely. So have a wonderful day, and thank you for listening.